Welcome to the UCLA Anderson Drive Time FEMBA podcast. My name is Dylan Stafford. I'm your host. And this week we have a very special student leader and leader in life. And um, I'm just I'm just really grateful. Uh, it was hard for us to find time because your schedule is very busy. Today's interview is Julia Ritchie, who is currently our FEMBA Council President, Class of 2017. Um, she's been jet-setting around the world for global access program research. She just did a global immersion. Uh, she's a manager at McMaster Car. She's had some exciting things in her personal life. She's just a moving, <laughs> <laughs> just got a lot of life going on. And this is a this is not an easy podcast. This is a call to action podcast because she wants you, Uncle Sam wants you, Julia wants you to get involved. Um, if you're a current student, to think about where you might even get more involved. If you're a future student, obviously. We can't wait to have you and bring your leadership to the student body. So uh, welcome, Julia. Thanks for making it fit. Thank you, Dylan, for having me. It's great to be here. We were together Saturday morning. It's just, and what is today? Tuesday afternoon. So just a few days ago, Julia, you were on the panel. What was it like mm -hmm. to be on our panel? And we had almost 200 people at our open house. It was, it was really wonderful to actually have a purposeful time to sit and reflect on everything that has happened since I was in their shoes, um, eager to, to join the Anderson family. Um, and also just wonderful to see that all the new faces that could be joining us next year. So I really enjoyed it. We're building the class of 2020. Makes me feel old. That's crazy. <laughs> 2020. But that's how it goes. All right. Right out of the gate. Call to action. So you, you have the honor of you've been selected by your peers to, to represent UCLA Anderson and, and to be an active leader. You know, FEMBA Council is a very proactive group. It's not a figurehead by any means. You know, the decisions you guys and your, your team will make this year will make the school a better place. For our listeners who are current students, either in FEMBA Council or Anderson Student Association overall, like what's the benefit of not just going to class? What's the benefit of really getting involved with extracurriculars that you've seen here at Anderson? You know, I would say that it all goes back to building relationships with people. Um, there is a huge subset of knowledge that you are going to gain here no matter what by getting your MBA and going through the coursework. But the real benefit and I think the unique part that UCLA Anderson has to offer is the collaborative culture that is this kind of testing grounds for you to t try out new leadership styles, new ideas. And it's a very safe place to do that. Um, you can fumble and get back up, and it's not going to impact your li livelihood. And you can always trust your peers to have um, constructive feedback for you. So getting involved and putting yourself out there outside of your comfort zone in something that you may not have any idea how to do, but you're willing to try is uh, one of the best things. And it's a way that you can really accelerate your personal leadership and also prepare yourself for your future during FEMBA and and beyond once you graduate. So I would say getting involved is what you get what you give. And if you are gonna willing to give more time and your efforts and your talents, then you are going to get a lot more out of those relationships. Um, I think one thing uh, kind of along that note that stuck with me was at the career management workshop um, mm. that you do before you join, before you start your first year. Um, they'd shared a statistic, and I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but I just remember how shockingly um, high the number was. It was like 80% or 75% of all jobs come through informal networking. So. Yeah. 
people, we spend so much time at work that you want to work with people you really like being around and that you have some fun, creative, like synergistic, uh, like energy when you're working together. And you are going to find those people and build those relationships the more you get involved at Anderson. So um, it's a it's a great place to lay that groundwork that you can then come back to throughout your life. I love that. And I love the, the safe space idea that you can you can fumble, you know, like school. It's it is it's a chance to run some experiments on my career. Let's try mm-hmm. some things out. Let's grow some skills that it might be too vulnerable to try at work mm-hmm. if I want to branch out into something new. I love that. Why don't you uh, tell people a little bit about your, you know, the extracurriculars, you know, specifically your, your FEMBA council roles that you've played leading up to becoming president and any other extracurriculars that you might want to mention? Sure. So um, let's see, we'll start with FEMBA council first. I was... I have to give credit to two people, or three people really. One, uh, Carrie Schumacher, who is the current president my first year. Uh, I met her at a Leadership Foundation's happy hour, and she. I asked her what the best thing she'd done during FEMBA was, and she immediately blurted out FEMBA Council. And so I had to, she, we spent the rest of our conversation, um, she was educating me about what FEMBA Council was and encouraged me to run. So when the email came out um, that first week of classes, I looked at the the internal role that works with faculty and administration, the external role that works with alumni and career services, and then the social role that does kind of all the informal networking events and felt my skill set from my background was best aligned with external, so I submitted my nomination and um, had to run. There was an election and we three of us got up there and spoke. Um, gave our elevator pitches, and then <laughs> I lost my voice at a happy hour when the voting opened, and so two of my classmates um, campaigned on my behalf to encourage folks to vote, um, and that was uh, that was my first step. I did I won the election and became the external rep for my section, um, and fellow external rep of section four. I was in section three. We started a program called Ditlo which is day in the life of. Yeah, I love that. Um, and we recognize that we're all going to happy hours and asking everybody, you know, what do you do? What do you want to do next? Ha- kind of having the same conversation over and over. So we said, well, wouldn't it be great if we could just kind of organize these com- intro conversations by industry um, or by function right before we had class on Tuesday and Thursday nights? Um, you know, 15 minutes before three or four classmates would get up and just share about, you know, uh, what they actually do at their job and answer any questions. So uh, that program was a success. The administration was really supportive. They offered to fund us um, food so that we didn't have to skip dinner <laughs> and decide, determine, decide between dinner and Detlow. Um, we can do but, both. Uh, and then after that, I ran for, in my second year, I ran for the VP of Externals on the executive board of FEMBA Council, which is essentially the position that oversees um, all of the external section reps. So you have a team of 15 section reps and you're helping guide what initiatives and what you are gonna accomplish as a team throughout the year, putting on things like the All Anderson Networking Event, um, organizing the FEMBA Mentor Program, matching up new students with existing students to help them navigate the Anderson landscape. Um, so that was a great experience. I really enjoyed 
I think serving, service has always been something that's been personally important to me. And so being on FEMBA Council is a way to give back to the Anderson community and make what is already a fantastic program even better. Mm. Um, mm. And I also, and so that was kind of what really, um, when I took inventory of my life, I, I maybe I should back up and share the other things I got involved with my second year. Um, I was on, joined the Net Impact team, which is like our social enterprise club at UCLA Anderson and did the board fellows program where Mm. you sit on a nonprofit board for two court across two different quarters, winter and or fall and winter. Um, and you do a consulting project for them. So I, we worked for Operation Jumpstart in Long Beach and they have a mentor program that is geared towards helping, um, uh, kids from low-income families graduate um, community colleges successfully. And so it's a long-term mentorship and they needed help building their mentor, um, their mentor base. So we worked on that project. It was really neat because I got to work with full-timers on my team. Hmm. It was wonderful to get to know them a little bit more. Um, I was also the VP of operations on the strategy and opera- strategy and operations and management association, SOMA, uh, which is another club at UC at Anderson. Um, and so that I took an inventory spring of my second year and said, I can only do so much. Mm-hmm. So I know I have gap coming up. How am I going to balance all of this? And what do I really want to spend my time doing in my last year here? Mm. And um, I kept coming back to FEMBA Council as being the place that I got the most fulfillment and that I felt I could have the, the greatest impact for across the most number of people. So I ran for president. <laughs> <laughs> Drum roll. It was, uh, it was wonderful. And it has been, and I have an incredible team, the executive board, and we just had elections for the incoming class of 2019. And can't wait to meet them. Our first council meetings in two weeks um, to kind of get kick off the year. Uh, but FEMBA council specifically, why to get involved um, is it's a, it's a really special group of students who are dedicated to being the voice of the student body and advocating yeah. for Anderson. I love it. I love I love the opportunity to, to give back to the school. And it's so great. Your example, you've tried different leadership in different clubs. And, and then you kind of looked and said, why well, FEMBA Council calls to me most and you ran for president and now you get to serve in that role. Mm-hmm. That's great. When people first... Um, you know, maybe come to be aware that you're getting your MBA at UCLA Anderson and that you're a working professional MBA student. Like, what do they want to know about? You know, because FEMBA is not always what people think about. They think about, oh, full-time MBA, and then they come to learn about a part-time MBA. What questions do people ask you? The number one question that I get is, how do you, how do you find time? Um, I think that the the student body of FEMBAs uh, tends to be a little bit on the older side. So many folks that are looking at the FEMBA program may have young families. Um, your career is often kind of starting to, to skyrocket at that point. And the question is, how do you find time to go to school? 
Um, and then often when they learn about the other things I do, that just amplifies their question. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> on this podcast. I'm wondering how you did it all. <laughs> so, um, But I, I go back to, um, you know, you, that element of you get what you give. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, you, I, you find hours in your day you didn't know you have. You become yeah. more efficient with your kind of mundane tasks. Um, an example for me is I, I really enjoy cooking and going and shopping and going to the farmer's market and that just wasn't feasible. So we joined the, the group of people who now have a meal service that just sends you exactly the ingredients at their ha- your house for three days a week and it's a little bit more expensive but it means that I get two, two more hours every Sunday and almost you know a half an hour a night um, back. And wow. that is a big savings when you're trying to juggle uh, all the everything that Femba uh, requires. So you, you paid attention in operations and technology <laughs> management. You got the point of that class. <laughs> yeah, you have to find your bottlenecks and eliminate them. It's really about becoming very efficient with the things that you have to do. Yeah, and then also. Um, being willing to give up the things that aren't that important to you. So, you know, my my guilty pleasure of TV shows now only happens when I also have to fold the laundry. <laughs> so, like, there are things that you learn to multitask and you don't get to be caught up on those shows. So you're trying to plug your ears at lunch when people talk about them. But um, I think those are pretty small prices to pay. I'd say the big price you pay is if you do have a partner or significant other uh, you are not going to be available for just on a time basis mm-hmm. to be around the way you used to be. So if you I my advice in that point and for that point is to enter into Femba in a partnership because it does you've probably heard Dylan say it takes a village. It really does. Um, and the more you can bring your village along with you as you make your decision, the easier a time you'll have throughout the entire program because they'll be there to step up for you and remind you why you're here and the effort that you're putting in. And they'll encourage you that you can do it. Yeah. Um, so uh, you find you, I'd say you have to make time. It's not going to appear out of thin air. You have to be very diligent in how and where you spend your time and your effort. And if someone calls and wants to talk for, you know, an hour and a half, you give them 15 minutes and say, this is all I have. Um, I can speak with you again at this point, but you've got to be able to draw those boundaries for yourself um, in order to stay sane and do everything at an acceptable level. Um, That leads me to a, a second point that I would say is really don't you learn not to let perfect be the enemy of good mm. um mm-hmm. i think many of the fembas here we are overachievers and overzealous and you like to create beautiful perfect products or work outputs and you learn that when you are trying to balance a fan, like life and work and school um and extracurriculars that that's not always possible so you need to be able to learn when is it good enough to get the job done and when do you really need to put in that extra effort to make it perfect. Um, so I think being able to distinguish between the two is a skill set that I had started to learn before Femba, but Femba has definitely uh, refined it. That's great. Yeah, and that every executive has to go through that. It, Femba's like you promote yourself 
in life. You're CEO of your own life, and there are many, many demands on your time, and you just have to make executive level, opportunity cost balance type decisions. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, let's uh, we we kind of do this out of order, but tell people a little bit about your background. What you know, we did we usually start with that in the podcast, but yeah, okay. Well, let's see. We'll start. Um... We'll go. We'll go backwards here. So I I'm at McMaster Car currently, and I am overseeing our transportation team, which handles all of our delivery or our de- regional delivery programs out of um, our Santa Fe Springs branch. And we also work on projects that support our corporate transportation department regarding national carriers mm. um, to provide excellent like same day and next day service for our customers. Um, that I also am overseeing a project team that is working on how to um, improve performance within our sales and customer service departments. Um, so it's a, a mix of kind of a department manager and project management type role. Um, prior to this, they cut, McMaster really treats our management team as almost internal like strategy and operations consultants nice. and managers. So um, I've been there uh, about just over three and a, or just over two and a half years, and during my time there, I've been part of the order fulfillment team. I worked on expanding our warehouse, um, and I also worked on um, our sales operations department, which is kind of our anytime something has gone wrong with an order after it's been placed. Um, that side of the customer service team. Um, so I really enjoyed the variety that they, I've gotten during my time there. Um, it keeps me engaged and it keeps mm. it exciting. You kind of mm-hmm. never really know what's going to be next and what new project you could be working on. We have five branches across the country. So in my recent work, I've gotten to collaborate with them a lot more, nice. um, which has been a nice development. Um, but prior to McMaster Car, um, I worked for an eyewear company. Uh, Rema Eyewear, and I was a senior brand manager there. The company was uh, licensed to design, manufacture, and sell eyeglasses and sunglasses by com- by companies like Converse, John Barbados, Tumi. Um, and as our CEO really envisioned brand managers as the president of the brand. So nice. you weren't just doing um, like marketing, messaging, and like lifestyle branding, imaging. You needed. You were responsible for knowing uh, what is our supply chain cost of goods. What are all of our? How are our suppliers meeting in our audits? Uh, what is the pro- How many SKUs is the product development team going to uh, release in the next season? How many should we plan for the following season? Mm. What are our inventory levels across different product lines um, underneath your brand? And what is our developing sales strategies? Uh, globally, we sold in over 80 countries across the globe. Wow. So, um, both through sales forces, like on the ground sales forces, as well as distributors and, re- and direct to retail. So, how, what are our sales strategies and where are we going to meet our numbers? And then you were also the mar- taking the marketing that the brand itself had designed for that season and trying to figure out how to apply it to this medical device, which is what glasses really are in mm-hmm. many cases, that is also a fashion element. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you only have a very small, small space on the temple of an eyeglass to um, kind of de- promote that brand. So yeah. 
you did that, and then you were also the point of contact for negotiating all of the contract renewals and, and anything with the brands themselves wow. for licensing. So it was a really fantastic training ground because you got to see the entire the entire life cycle of the business. Um, I worked on a few projects there, and I would say this was my my shock that LinkedIn actually works because I updated my LinkedIn profile um, with a project I had worked on with our sales team to create inventory controls that were going to save us about a million dollars a year. Mm. And I posted it to my LinkedIn and it was a very McMaster car-esque project. And about two weeks later, a recruiter reached out to me. And I wow. was in shock because at Look that at point, this. I didn't actually think people used LinkedIn, but that was like <laughs> four years ago. I was uh, uh, happily surprised. Um, so that was that was what I did before McMaster. And prior to REM, I... So I went in, I worked in the nonprofit fields um, for two yeah. years. I worked for Environment California, which is part of a larger umbrella nonprofit called the Public Interest Network. And my work was focused on reducing the flow of plastic pollutions to our waterways. That's great. And I was based up in Sacramento. Um, so that's kind of the, the history of my professional career. I love working with big teams of people and managing mm -hmm. people. Um, I enjoy strategy as much as I enjoy implementation. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that I would find fulfillment if those two were divorced in my work life. Um, and and I like I like variety. I like being jumped dumped into a new a new function or a new industry and saying okay, figure out how this works and find all the ways that it could work better. Nice. Um, so yeah. that's what I enjoy. Um, Educational-wise, I went to, I did my undergrad at Penn. Um, I was a, a rower there as well. I rode crew. And prior to that, I went to Phillips Exeter Academy in New Hampshire, um, where I was... I didn't even know women went to Phillips. I, shame on me. I just know John <laughs> Irving. I know some of the alum yeah. who were famous at the school. So um, I didn't even realize that. We started, women started there in the 19, early 1970s, I believe. Yeah, I guess I just have only yeah. known male alum, so yeah. I had it in my mind that it was a boys school but <laughs> <laughs> they, they have evolved with the time I actually went Thank to my 10 year reunion and I was shocked because when I was there the boys still had to wear shirts and ties and the mm -hmm. women had to dress like accordingly and they had eliminated that dress code that part wow. of the dress code and we were we were all up in arms <laughs> oh no, no yeah it wasn't as hard as when we were there <laughs> Well, um, we're, we're running out of time today. What What's your best advice to FEMBAs? You know, what what do you tell? Because you you said this at the open house last week. What? Mm. How do you How do you help people when people ask you? Because they probably look to you and say, "If you could tell me something, what would you say?" Um, my advice to FEMBAs is really these three questions that I keep coming back to. Um, those of you in the class of 2019 will recognize them, but. Uh, there are questions I wish I had asked myself and really and written down the answer to before I started FEMBA. Um, so I kind of figured them out along the way, um, but it would have been easier had I answered them before I started. And <clears throat> the first one is really why why UCLA and why FEMBA? Like that's not just an application question yeah. for no reason. It's actually a really important question that is Don't going... show up here without <laughs> spending some time against yeah. that. Don't just think it's for admissions only, for sure. 
it's a it's a critical question to do the reflection necessary to come up with a great answer because you that is going to motivate you throughout your time here and also direct your efforts and where you spend where you yeah. spend your time so um why are you here why Femba? if you're a current student why are you here why are you doing this and if you're a prospective student um, why do you want to um, and then the second question is um what's most important to you so I, I i always try and pick three but i end up with four um you can only do so much so between your your family your work school and for me it's like my health exercise is really important to me um what is most important to you and in what order so mm. actually write what is number one what is number two and so forth um because that is directly linked to question number three which is what are you willing to temporarily give up? Yeah. Um, if you can answer those three questions, then navigating all of the competing demands on your time during the FEMBA program and probably for the rest of your life, because like Dylan said, this is really, you become the CEO of your own life that you are promoting yourself to that role and then you're going to be promoted into those types of roles in your career. Uh, it gives you a strong foundation when you do have a choice to say, okay, well, how does the how do does the reality of this choice match up against what is why I'm here? Does it contribute to that? Is it one of the things that's most important to me? And does it mean I give up something that I'm willing to, or that I would have to dip into something that's that one of the most important things to me? So if you have those three three things laid out. You're um, gonna set yourself up for success during your time at Anderson. I love those questions. Why UCLA? What's my prioritization? And then what will I set aside in service of of these other things during the time that I'm here? Thank you for that. I love that. Well, we're coming to the end. Uh, thanks for being CEO of the FEMBA Council. Uh, I love it that you know Carrie inspired you into it, and then. Katie last year, and now you, we have like three female CEOs running the show for the last three years. Um, any last hits, anything else happening in your life lately you want to share? Um, so yes, I had a very uh, exciting last week or so. I got engaged. Congratulations. Um, so that was a fantastic surprise and um, really just so much fun in my my walking around campus classmates have been congratulating me and it's just been it's been i'm overjoyed it's been so much fun <laughs> congratulations i don't know how you had time to nurture a relationship but obviously <laughs> you did and that's congratulations to you all and hope the next chapter evolves just wonderfully yeah. yeah, it's a special time. So um, this has been Julia Ritchie. She is our FEMBA Council President. She's a manager at McMaster Car. She's a leader around here. And I hope you get to meet her in person. Look her up on LinkedIn. And thank you so much for finding the time this afternoon. And we will um, hope you listen next week when we'll have another interesting member of our fantastic citizenry here. So thank you again, Julia. Thank you, Dylan.